welcome to the next episode of Us Anxious Folk. I am very excited today because I have a special guest who I've been very excited to talk to. <laughs> uh, I have Patrick Donovan on the show, who is a photographer from Brooklyn. Um, he's also a poet. He is a published author, um, and he is this all-round creative, like sensitive, gentle, artistic soul. <laughs> Um, I'm gushing a bit, hey. Uh, but yeah, Patrick is someone who reached out to me via Instagram um, and we sort of connected over like similarities between our anxieties. Um, and yeah, he's amazing. So hello. Hello, Patrick. Hi. Thank you Hi. so much for having me. This is a treat, <laughs> to say the least. I'm so thrilled to finally get to chat with you about all I of know. this really. Yeah, it's the funny thing about Instagram is honestly, like we said before, you feel like you've already met someone oh, so long yeah. ago. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because you see so much into it. And I'm like, oh, this is my friend Lauren. I have a podcast yeah. with her later. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's funny. Um, but, okay, so tell me your anxiety story because I only know snippets as well. Um, totally. So, yeah, so yeah. Go, go for it. Tell me your so thing. <laughs> I can probably, it's something I've dealt with my whole life. Um, I can literally pinpoint it back to like an episode when I was four and something had gone on. And I just remember like hyperventilating and I was like, oh, this is not good. And I had never felt like that feeling of panic before. Um, But it was something that just kind of like stuck around in the background my entire childhood through my like adolescent years. Um, And in high school, it came back and my anxiety sort of, it's, I, I struggle with agoraphobia. I have all of this other stuff and my anxiety tends to attack my body more than like a mental thing sometimes where like, I can't move, I don't wanna leave the house. Um, I also have IBS and Crohn's. So pairing those two things with anxiety because the stomach and the brain are like, oh, we should all hang out all the time. <laughs> Let's party. Um, which is <laughs> the worst. Um, I never want to be invited to that again, but it's just become a huge part of who I am. Yeah. Um, and then things had been, within the past few years, I had been making a lot of progress. I was finally medicated. Um, was leaving the house I was working yada yada and then COVID happened and I just completely regressed Mm. you know Mm. like I went back to ground zero for all of it I couldn't leave the house I couldn't um I could like walk my dog like to the end of the block and even that was horrifying it's just it was this constant fear that something bad was going to happen who knows what it could be anything and my brain is so good at um creating the worst possible scenario Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm sure you're probably familiar with this it just like plays it goes and goes and goes and i'm like i don't even want this and i'm I'm, you know like i'm so aware that it's doing it but my like fight or flight is kicking so hard to take over everything that i have no idea what's real and what's not yeah. Um, and as far as my journey recently over the past, like, I don't know, really the past like six months, things have gotten so much better, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, I don't know, through support of my boyfriend, through my friends, through talking to you, um, where I definitely still have days where it's bad. Mm-hmm. And then other days you know i can get out and i can take the bus by myself or i can take the subway by myself but um yeah i don't know if that even answers the question i feel i i will just keep that rolling totally answers the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's, multifaceted thing that just yes. it's a lot yeah one of the things i'm always interested in is when it sort of kicked in for people so it's interesting to know that for you it was present like mostly through your whole life almost the whole thing yeah 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 and it's manifested in different ways but it has always been like knocking yes yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes just it's I always feel like it's another me like I have it sounds weird yes me me too yeah 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 and like love that other version but like god I can't let me let me live (laughs) 
yeah it's hard yeah. and and I think like you know you're not the only one you know that I as soon as COVID hit for me it was fun and games for like a month I'm like this is great we're staying at home no worries yeah, <laughs> and then I was the, like the hang on I can't leave the house again <laughs> yeah same and I was like who am I now yes yeah so I think so I didn't know what day it was I couldn't yes. leave the house so I was like has it been an hour has it been four days I'm not sure which yes yeah and that was the thing, like when you left the house during COVID, it wasn't just you that was scared. It was the rest Everyone of the world. Everyone around you. Yeah. So it, was, that was a whole thing. other thing. Yeah. It was yeah. Sur- being surrounded by the same panicky energy that was with me when I was struggling with that. But now it was everyone else Yeah, was like yep. radiating that back at me. And I was like, nope, can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally get that. Um, But I wanted to ask as well, if it's okay, about the Crohn's, because when we first started talking, I think you were um, about to possibly get diagnosed. You weren't too sure. So you did end up getting diagnosed. Yes. That was a whole nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just like going through all the testing and then some doctors thought I didn't have it. And then, cause I already knew I had IBS. Mm-hmm. I dealt with that since I think I got diagnosed with that when I was like 13 or 14. Yeah. My body is just like a fragile mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so hard to that. Yep. Um, and then through all the testing ended up where I have like one of my doctors said it was Crohn's. Another one was like, I'm not sure we'd have to do more testing, but we're 99% sure it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was, it was almost liberating officially having that, yeah. you know, because there was yeah. a while there where like dealing with the anxiety and all the stomach problems and the toilet anxiety and literally any of that was just like, I had no idea what was wrong with me, which mm-hmm. made it so much worse, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um and now I'm on amitriptyline, mm-hmm. which I love. I almost said I'm addicted to it and like a fun, like, oh my God, love that. But I'm, I'm not actually addicted to <laughs> <Yeah>. this <laughs> drug. Um, it, it's truly the only thing I've taken that I think has helped really yes. in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Did you Medications find are so hit or miss. There was res- well, that's exactly it. And that's, I, people will message me and say, what medication are you on? And I almost hesitate to answer because like I feel like it's also um I can't I've just blanked on the word but it's it's, it's personal. <laughs> yes, it is early. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a personal thing. What works for you is not going to work for somebody else um or it's not guaranteed to. And then you can yeah. also you can I used to get prescribed medications and then I would google them and I would read all the bad reviews and then I would instantly feel like those things were happening to me even if yep. it you know, it was too soon. <laughs> yeah, same. So, I really, yeah. I am so, I mean, part of it is what honestly led me to you, but like my obsessive, like Googling about like symptoms and what's wrong with me. And then yes. I don't even know what I had searched, but you popped up and I was like, who is this angel? <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's the only benefit I can think of. But the rest of the time, like if there's yeah. a bad symptom that comes from a medication, I will convince myself that I have it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I am the same. Uh, and I, I ended up getting told by a medical team once that they were like, you're just going to have to suck it up, basically. <laughs> like, just yeah. suck it up. And I'm like, you're so mean. But it was, I needed it. Like, I needed to just hear, yeah. like, just stop yep. trying to find something wrong with it, you know? Just stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's, so you're, it's good to hear that everything's sort of, I mean, as settled as it can be with Crohn's, right? Because that's a. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if they'd call it. I have to go to my doctor back in because I was out of the city for a long time with my family, dealing with all kinds of stuff there. And yeah. now I'm like slowly, I'm back in Brooklyn, but I'm, I'm still like sort of settling back in and connecting with like my doctors here and stuff like that. And finally maybe getting to see them in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's technically, I guess, in remission. I don't understand anything i saw so many doctors and there was so much paperwork that i was like please just give me something that will make this a little bit better i don't even know yes. what's going on anymore yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> i get that so um i i am interested in how it is living in a very busy city but i mean do you because you're not originally from brooklyn is that correct 
No, I so I grew up in Maine, which is like um, that's so funny. Words like geography. I'm like I'm like oh, it's up north, but we're not in the same location. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's like do do you know of Maine? I feel like I know something to do with fishing or like lobsters. Yeah, yeah, it's very maybe. coastal. Lobster, <laughs> yeah, lobsters from Maine, at least in the U.S. and. Yeah. Um, very coastal it's the like the farthest most northern point of the u.s okay it's right next okay. to canada yeah um i grew up there on the ocean lovely yeah <laughs> so beautiful. it was nice and i was i was there and then i moved here um in 2013. okay because for me like i've lived in a city before a very busy one but that was prior to having any issues with anxiety and so i think about it now and <laughs> Oh, my skin yeah. crawls a bit. I'm like, hey. yep, yeah. It's so a lot. I yeah, I would imagine. So, do you have um, do you have sort of a way of of regulating yourself through the busyness, or are you just kind of accustomed to it now? Um, it goes in. I mean, that was honestly part of why, like, my resurgence of like these panic attacks and my stomach issues drove me so insane. Was yeah. that like, um. I was so used to New York and like I would be running around all day and I was on like 12 different trains a day and going uptown, downtown to Brooklyn, to Queens, whatever. Um, and then when all of this started happening again, I was like, what do you mean? Like I, I do this every day. And then it was the scariest thing in the world that I could possibly think of, Yeah, you know, yeah. doing any sort of traveling like that within the city. Um, as far as like regulating it now, I, I used to have a trick I would do where when I was still going to work um, prior to the city being shut down last year, where mm -hmm. I would take um, a sleeve of saltines, like the crackers, yep. and bring them with me on the subway. And for each subway stop that I got past, I would take like a nibble of one cracker. Yep. And so, so I was like Pavlonian, Pavlovian, Pavlov, I don't know, dog yeah. training <laughs> yes. myself. Yeah. Each subway stop, like, oh, you get a treat, <laughs> you know? Um, and that was my go-to travel technique. Um, Interesting. I feel like a treat, maybe something <laughs> more than saltines would have been helpful, but... <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but, but that yeah. That my go-to. I haven't had to do that in a while. I've gotten yep. pretty good where um, I kind of just like fling myself into it. Mm -hmm. I basically, I wake up and I'm like, okay, how do I feel about this day? And I figure out what I feel like I'm capable of doing. Mm -hmm. And then I will push myself like one step beyond that. Yep. And so I'm like, okay, well, I think I could walk to the store today. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, you could do that. Or you could take the bus to a store that's a little bit further away. And then you've got that to add to your list of like accomplishments mm -hmm. for the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you find you get a bit more um, like you kind of get this like urge to, to challenge yourself? Totally. Yes. Yeah. And, and being here, especially when I was dealing with this up in Maine, it was really easy to, it, it is so like rustic there. And like the house I was saying at my mom's house, it's like in the middle of the woods, you know, Beautiful. and like, it yeah. was so easy. It's gorgeous. Yeah. But like, it was so simple to be like, I don't have to leave the house today. I can sit on the steps and that's enough. But here, yeah. like, I guess there's another problem in and of itself where I end up feeling like because I'm in New York, like I should be doing something. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's definitely where the challenge comes in to sort of push what I feel I'm capable of doing because I'm here. You yeah. know, I think the city kind of gives that energy. And if I can figure out how to harness that in a healthy way, then I can make little baby steps mm -hmm. and it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I think that's good advice. I think we're all trying to harness the energy around us in a healthy way. <laughs> you yes. know? Yeah. And it's a lot. It can be a lot, especially being here. Yes. Like there is so much chaos. The second it's, it's quiet where I'm at in Brooklyn. Um, but if I ever go into Manhattan, which is very rare, like the mm. city city, um, <laughs> like the subway doors open. I'm always like, this is a mistake. <laughs> This <laughs> retreat. Yes. Yeah, immediately. I, just I would be the same. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So um, tell me about your creativity as well, because this is one of the things that I really admire about you, just how creative you are and how you, you express that. I love it. Um, but I, I'm always interested in the in the thing that people say about like the is it the struggling artist, the suffering artist? Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to be. Someone <laughs> There's a lot of struggles. truth in that. Uh, well, yeah, I feel like there is because I, I look back sometimes on my writing when I was in a really bad stage and I'm like, fuck, that's great writing. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also Any, like, that was an awful time. Yep. Any writings I have from when things were like bad, like writings even I have from like a year ago, yeah. I look at that and I'm like, you're not okay. I'm like, <laughs> do you need to talk to someone? You know, like, God, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. But so do you find that it has been... Um, helpful for your healing or do you find that it is sort of done the opposite like how do you find your art has helped you I think it's it's definitely healing for me at least um mm-hmm. like especially I feel like with my photograph stuff if I like even before this like I was nervous about doing this and I was like you know what? I'll do a little photo shoot or something and I think that really helps just it's finding a way to harness the nervous energy and make it into something yeah which is always really comforting for me and i did like um i'm sure you've seen on my instagram but i like restore dolls and do photo shoots with them sometimes (laughs) yeah so i did a little one with one of them here i set up a whole little seamless background with like construction paper it's a whole ordeal yeah um but that definitely helps and when i'm doing photo stuff if i can accomplish that i think it helps like knock down the level of anxiety I feel because Mm -hmm. it takes so much out of me and there's left energy to focus on the bad stuff. When I'm like, look at this, you know, this beautiful thing that I was able to make through this. Um, And the thing is too, especially if I can beat through that, um, I feel like that helps so much because when my anxiety and, um, the panic and all of that stuff gets so bad. The worst feeling is when I feel like it's holding me back from doing what I love, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so anytime that I can make something visually, that's, it feels like, um, you know, like such a major victory mm-hmm. because there've been so many times where I couldn't do that, couldn't do anything, didn't want to, yep. um, you know? And it's like, even looking back at, um, work I was doing like five, six years ago when I was going through this with similar stuff, but not as intense. Um, My whole thesis work in school for college was like um, this photo series I did of people like just in my bedroom, just like portraits in there because I didn't leave that space very often. Yeah. Um, And so uh, it's kind of harnessing whatever bad feelings or whatever into something that's accessible, I guess. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I think it does make sense. And do you find that you um, are able to work through things better when you've expressed them in a different way? Yes. Yeah. Like you can recognize an emotion when it comes out through your work. Whereas when uh-huh. it was in you, you're like, I don't know what this is, but I don't Forget like it. <laughs> no idea. It needs to find an outlet to like express itself because yeah. if it doesn't, it just like continues eating at me. Yeah, yep. And that's, there's nothing worse. The thing I like about your um, photos, though, is that there's a lot going on and it's not just, um, I feel like especially your photos um, where you use models, Mm -hmm. uh, you sort of get their personality and their perspective as well as maybe things that you're going through. And so I, I like that you're able to incorporate, I mean, I'm not an art person so <laughs> I don't know how to describe this but I just no, but feel you, like you it's not just it. one thing that I see in those photos yes that's exactly what I hope to do with my work is it's meant to be there's always like the bias of I'm the one who took the pictures there's that element yeah. but I want it so much to say you know to be able to maybe feel what they're feeling or what they're thinking or something like that you yeah. know there needs to be a depth to yes. it yeah, that also well, helps me too to kind of be able to um, like the catharsis of having like an actual photo shoot because you are getting to sort of level with yeah. another person, yeah. you know, yeah. and that always helps me too. Yeah, the connection. Uh, yes, the connection yeah, which is crucial. Helps. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Agreed. Um, and your, I want to speak briefly about your books because it's books, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I thought it was one, but it is multiple. I have a few, yeah. yeah. You just kept that quiet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I need to get better about that. Anytime everyone's spent, they're like, what do you mean? Like, these are, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're public. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Um, God, yeah. I mean, especially with my writing, um, I feel like that's integral to dealing with all of this. Like, a thing I used to do and my most recent book I published um there are things it just was a collection of my photos but mostly writing and it's just like notes that I had in my phone that I transferred into other things and I have so many notes in my phone that I found when I was going through that left over from when I was still trying to uh make myself leave the house and take the train and I would do this thing where I would just write in my phone notes um any thought that came into my brain you know, yeah. like it, they make no sense a lot of the time upon reading them again. It'll be like uh, colors or feelings or something that I can notice around me or yeah. Yeah. really anything to sort of. It's a combination of distracting my brain from the chaos it's feeling, but mm-hmm. also by writing what it's thinking. Um, it sort of allows me to acknowledge it, yeah. which has been really helpful yeah. um, to sort of be like, okay, I am feeling this way. This feels bad. Why does it feel like this? Um, and instead of focusing on like, oh God, this is the worst feeling I've ever felt in my life. Mm. Um, if I just let it come out into my writing and it's just like, I don't even know what the right word is, um, like stream of consciousness. Yeah. It yeah. feels so much better like there's never been a time where i was on the train panicking and i wrote stuff down and i got off and i didn't feel like it was slightly less than when i started Mm -hmm. yeah you know just allowing it to hold space with you Mm -hmm. i guess rather than pushing down (laughs) yeah you can't (laughs) it doesn't work i've tried that so many times and it just makes it worse (laughs) yeah i find with me it just explodes out of my bowels (laughs) Yep, it's same, like I'm literally. Out. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, my body can't handle it. Yeah, yeah. And it's so, so funny because if you give it that power, then it literally just, my stomach just is like, you're done. Good luck. Yeah. Have a good yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, it's like I tried to, to sort it out mentally, but, but no. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. So are those books all available? And if so, I'm going to put them in the link to the show. <laughs> I well, they are. I published them. Um, they were like through, um, God, what's it called? Through Blurb. So they're all self-published. Yeah. But um, I sell them. I sell them at a bookstore here in New York. And then yeah. I just, if anyone is interested in one, I still have lots of copies. Great. Um, and they could just DM me on Instagram. I took down my website because um, I always think it's a good idea. And I'm like, this is going to bring in so much traction. And then I feel like I'm the only one looking at it. (laughs) You know, I'm like, okay, is this for me or is this for the world? And then I just reroute everything through my Instagram. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, if if, um, you would like to do that, that would be amazing. And I I do have copies available still of at least the most recent book. The other ones are all sold out. but the most recent one is called Miss You Already, mm-hmm. Volume 1. There is a Volume 2 coming. I'm just taking 3,000 years yeah. putting it together. It's the creative <laughs> process. Like, just take it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's what I was working on today. I was just sitting here writing and hanging out with my dog and yeah. not going outside because it's 3,000 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Um God. And speaking of Instagram as well, you've spoken about your mental health on there a little bit. Like you will have sort of snippets. Um, and it's funny because you'll say, you'll say just a sentence and it'll be like the most jarringly honest sentence. Whereas you know me, I write like 19 paragraphs. I, I love your so writing. so many adjectives. Though. It's very like, soothing to me. Thank you. But yeah, so I like, did you have to make a conscious decision to share about your mental health on Instagram? Did you find it helpful? Like, tell me about that. Um, I mean, I definitely, sharing it was truly one of the scariest things. I made an Instagram story 
um, God, it was probably a couple months ago now. I don't know if you saw that or not. I can, I, I'll send it to you. I'm if pretty you sure it. I saw it. It yeah. was very long and yeah. lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, but officially coming out and sharing that with everybody um, was just it, truly, it was just so scary, mm. you know, because I have written on like, oh, you know, I just, I can't make it. I'm busy. I have something going on, yeah. yada, yada. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the times it was stuff that, you know, I just, I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't do anything. And I was desperately always trying to come up with like, what's an acceptable yes. um, excuse, yeah. you know, besides just like, I feel like I'm going insane. I can't leave. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. But really speaking openly on that story, um, the amount of people that reached out to me being like, oh my God, I'm so glad you said this. I feel mm-hmm. this way too. I didn't know what to call it. Um, or I've experienced this in the past or whatever people I had no idea, you know, Mm -hmm. would not have suspected, Mm -hmm. which um, is one of the scary things about social media is that you do have to sort of, um, I guess I didn't, you don't have to, but I, I often feel even with my brand or whatever on my social media, like I have to present um, a certain way. You know, it's like you have to, while staying honest to yourself, but also Sorry. create this like pseudo. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> this <laughs> this like sort of marketable, relatable thing, and I just kind of threw all of that away and was like, okay, this is what I'm dealing with, yeah. and I I don't think I've ever felt more liberated online, and since then. I can be so much more honest with everything I'm doing. And it sort of has given me permission to be like that, even though I didn't need it. But I feel like I've given myself that permission to be more open. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's exhilarating. I feel, I don't know. It also like having a support network is so important. And people have reached out to me about it now being like, hey, I'm feeling this way. What's your advice? And I don't feel like I'm qualified, but um, I can try. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like I'm qualified, and I get asked a lot. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, yeah, I don't I, know. I, tons. <laughs> I was once that person too. I was like, "Hi, Lauren." You just said, you said thank me? you. And it was really lovely. <laughs> but yeah, people are like, "What do you think about this?" And I'm like, "I'm barely yeah. making it through, <laughs> so I don't think I'm the right person to ask." Same. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I, I find that with Instagram, like, it is it is hard and you want to, like you said, with your brand, you want to um, yeah. portray yourself a certain way. But I, I think when you, I think a lot of that you trying to be, um, make it look like you've got it all together, I think that's just something in our heads that we think that we have to do. 100%. No don't. one is asking that of us, <laughs> no. but we just yeah. decided that that was what we had to do. Yes. Yeah. And I guess because with agoraphobia, there's a lot of shame, toilet anxiety, there's a lot of shame. And so everything feels so secretive. Um, It's like you can't shine any light on it because then it kind of feels like it'll consume you. You know, you're already spending so much time trying to avoid looking at it. (laughs) You don't want anyone else to look at it. And as soon as you open that up, it's like, oh, okay, that's there now. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, my God, I can breathe. Yeah. Yeah. It was a game changer. Yeah, yeah. I feel pounds lighter than I did before sharing any of that. You know, <laughs> you're, I just you're glowing. Like, yeah, <laughs> exhilarated. I, I've never felt better. My skin is cleared. Um. Yeah, yeah. Because it was the most you had said. Because that's that's yes. what I remember thinking. Like, I know that you've sort of alluded to mental health. I hinted stuff in like yeah. I'll post poems or I'll caption things with like little tidbits about what's going on in my life, but I'm never. Yes at least prior to that, like explicitly vocal about like, I feel like my brain is on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. But I think I'm, I'm so grateful you did that because we need that. We need to know that yeah. it's not just us and that it's people who are, you know, on the other side of the world, people who have a different life to us, but are still feeling the exact same things, you know? Yeah. It's really soothing to know. I mean, that was that. the beauty with you too. I was like, you're in Australia and I can relate to you yeah which is just like who would think I just it's amazing that's the good side of the internet 
It is. There's a quote I love by Ram Dass. Um, Ram Dass. I never know how to say it, but <laughs> the spiritual. The guy with like, he does a lot of stuff with like LSD as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot a, to do with, I think. A like, friend of mine loves him. Just yes. like his like end of life stuff is apparently really beautiful. She's always quoting that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Anyways. that was the, no. It is that's the the quote I was gonna say is um, he said we're all just walking each other home, and I love yeah. that. Yeah, and it's just so we are we are all just walking together, <laughs> and we can pretend that we're not, but ultimately we are. You know. Yeah, uh, that is good. I think she said my friend. I I need to listen to her more because she quotes him often. I'm always like, okay, I get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's beautiful. You know? I just love the simplicity of it, and I think it it Me humbles too. you. You know, yeah. Um, the other question I wanted to ask: you mentioned your boyfriend before. Tell me about anxiety and your relationship or your relationships. Like, how is yeah. it? And not just romantically. I mean, I'm start with your yeah, boyfriend if you can. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Um. It truly, it's just like. <laughs> It was such an inhibitor for me, especially when things were really bad and I wasn't leaving the house, etc. It's like I always wanted to be invited to whatever was happening, mm-hmm. um, but I oftentimes wouldn't go. And I, I often knew beforehand I wasn't going to go, but getting that invite was always like, you know, at least someone wants me there. And mm-hmm. then I would say no to things so many times and then, you know, the invites stopped coming at all. Yep. I thought my screen just went so dark. Um, sorry. It was very timely for the the sentence you were I saying. Know, I saw that. It's just like, <laughs> Very atmospheric. Oh, uh, God. But, um, yeah, it was like, and that took a huge toll on everything where I just, I felt so alone because everyone knew, like, you can invite Patrick, but he's not going to show up. Yeah. Which was like, okay. And no one knew that I was struggling with any of this. I just seemed like I was flaky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dating prior to uh, finding Nate, uh, my boyfriend now, was just like, <laughs> it was so bad. Because mm-hmm. um, I would have to like really pep myself up to like going anywhere or mm-hmm. having to, I had so many dates where I'd be like, we can just hang out on my roof or we can like sit on my steps outside. That would be yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. Even like pre-COVID because I was like, well, that's a safe location. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they would oftentimes end there. Um, and I had I had a, a previous ex um, who just like did not understand any of this. And it was that definitely kind of that honestly comes full circle. My big panic attack moment when I sort of regressed back into um, the agoraphobic stuff right before COVID hit. Um, I would had went through like a really, really nasty breakup like mm-hmm. a year before. <clears throat> and thought I saw him on the train and then that triggered a panic attack, which then um, my entire stomach was just like, nope, it's over. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just everything bad that could happen happened. And that was in result to this awful relationship, whatever. Um, but especially, you know, meeting Nate, honestly, without him, I'm not sure I would have made any of the progress that I've made currently. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's so crucial to have um, a support system, mm-hmm. you know, and whether that's like people you can text online, or like a friend that you can be like, hey, I'm freaking out, I don't know what to do. And they're not going to judge you, whatever. Um, but he especially just like, um I remember, what did he say to me one time? He was like, he's like, well, if you're afraid to go someplace, if you ever feel like you can't cross the street, just hold my hand. He's like, and we'll go across the street together, you know, which is similar to we're just walking each other home, Yeah, you know? I love that. Um, And through that, you know, he really pushed me for like exposure therapy, which like, I remember I hadn't been on the subway in um, well over a year. And we took a car, which was horrifying, to a lower part of Brooklyn because I had film I needed to get developed and I'd been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Um, And he's like, we're just gonna go, we're gonna take a car there and then we're gonna take the train back. And I was like, (laughs) 
losing my mind. I was like, there's no way in hell I can do this. I was like shaking. I was like, okay, like, I guess so. Um, uh, He gets me onto the train and I sit down and I remember just like looking out the window and it was an above ground train and I could see like the Manhattan skyline and all of this hokey shit. And I just started crying because I was like, oh, I did it. I'm, I'm here. I'm on the train. It's not scary. He's right there. And I, I don't know, having that love and that support makes a world of difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. And any friends you can talk, like you said, it doesn't have to be, you know, a romantic relationship. It's, it's if you have good friends who can support you through this, mm-hmm. if you feel you can talk to them, um, that's crucial. Mm-hmm. I guess in a good way, kind of going through this and sort of losing contact with a lot of people I used to be friends with when things got bad, um, because I just was not available. Yeah. Um, it really has helped me sort out like my circle is smaller, but mm-hmm. it feels much more connected and much more powerful, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cause you mm-hmm. really, if you find the people you can talk to very openly about this, you know, I have one of my friends, Annie, there, the amount of times I've texted her being like, I'm on the bus. Um, I think I'm going to shit my pants. I don't know how I'm going to get home. I need help. And she's like, <laughs> we're just going to breathe. She's like, it's not going to happen. You could think it's going to happen. It might happen. It yeah. probably won't. Yeah. You know, we just, yeah. we have both sent each other so many like emergency texts about yeah. stuff like that, where yeah. no judgment. It's just, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice to have that. Yeah, I think it's, what are you doing? Sorry, he's digging into the couch. (laughs) He's an old boy, isn't he? He is very old. He's 11. Yeah, what's his name? And has, his name's Kodak. Kodak. Like the camera. (laughs) 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 He had him since he was a baby. He's adorable. He just is so cute and has so many health problems and um, is on like, 11 pills a day it's yeah I can relate (laughs) it's same you know I'm like me too it's just yeah um, Patrick's dog by the way (laughs) (laughs) he's currently on um Viagra oh which I think is hilarious yeah um, what's going on because it originally was used for um like blood pressure and then they realized it also helped with like erectile dysfunction yeah um and so this ancient old man takes Viagra three times a day and it's like he's you know a baby again it's great yeah he's living the dream no idea how it works but it works (laughs) that might be why he's digging (laughs) I know he's just really excited oh bless um so I just lost what I was um I'm so sorry (laughs) I was going there no that's fine Kodak's just adorable I love I love pets I actually recently looked into getting one of my pets certified as a therapy dog <laughs> oh yeah because i'm like wouldn't it be great if i could actually take him everywhere with me legally <laughs> like, Kodak just... is technically certified as really? um, an emotional support animal he's horrible at it well... <laughs> he is certified he is so anxious all the time yeah, yeah. um but it's that i find that yeah. grounding i mean i feel you know i feel for dogs that are anxious because i get that too but i find just touching a pet especially a dog. It does something. Yeah. Yeah, there's just the connection. Yeah, and he clearly... (laughs) That's honestly the main relationship for me is me and him, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He's the OG. (laughs) So um, I do want to talk about your daily routine because you said before you've just been writing. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm always really particularly interested in the daily routine of the creative types because I would love to have a day like that <laughs> so it's tell nice. me about it so um this is definitely not every day today was mm-hmm. sort of a rare exception where um I felt sort of all together enough to do that yeah um but really an average day for me um each one is so different and there are definitely days I wake up where um I call them like 5 p.m. days in which I'll wake up in the morning, but I am just in like this intense brain fog, don't know what time it is. I don't have any energy to do anything. Um, And then 5 p.m. will hit and I'll look outside and be like, oh, 
the sun is going down. I should probably yeah. do something. Um, and I really feel like I wake up then, which is always um, kind of exhilarating, but also depressing because I'm like, well, <laughs> that's it, I guess. Yeah, so um, you're more of a night owl. Yeah, I'm trying to get better about that because I love the mornings and I would love yeah. to exist in them. I just <laughs> don't do it often. I'm aiming for like an 8 or 9 a.m. lately, Yeah, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Um, but a daily thing kind of to keep myself, I mean, it, admittedly, my writing is like a huge part of my daily routine where mm-hmm. I literally will check in with myself and figure out how I'm feeling if, you know, whether that's good, bad, or if I have a day where I don't really feel anything, which definitely happens. Yep. Um, but just kind of, like we said, acknowledging those feelings, writing about whatever they are, um, letting them sort of exist and breathe, mm-hmm. and then trying to carry on with them sort of expressed, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, yeah. There was one thing a friend of mine mentioned to me, which I was reading about online, and it's this sort of concept of like spoons. Do you know about mm-hmm. this? Where like you like start your day, you only have like five spoons, and like certain activities take more than one or something like that. I think it's um, specifically. F- I think it was created for people with. Um, now I forget what it is, but they're called spoonies. Um. I'm going to have to look it up after the show because it's going to annoy me. <laughs> but yes, I have heard of the, the spoon concept. That yeah. thing, it's, it's my friend who said it to me is um, on the autism spectrum. So I think it originates with something with that. Okay. I might be yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, but that's honestly been super helpful is throughout the day being like, okay, how much energy do I have for this? Can I do that? Um, I think I think really the main takeaway for me is like getting through the day is sort of I guess what I already said is like check-ins and something that I love to do that helps my anxiety um, is a therapist of mine taught this to me years ago and I think it's like sort of like a staple of like you're having a panic attack um, yeah. and that's counting the things around me that yes. I can see I'm like okay like I'll be walking outside and if I know I have to make it to the train and. I've had so many times where I get like halfway there and I'm like, I could just turn around and go back now. Like that was enough, but I really, really want to make it there, whether I have a photo shoot or a job or whatever. Um, And something that I make sure I keep my feet moving, but I'll count like, okay, this is the sidewalk. That's a tree. This is the sky. This is a building. The building has three windows. Yep. You know, like stuff like that. That's really a crucial thing for me that I do almost subconsciously now. Okay. Like I'll be on so the bus. So it's so and ingrained like, in your toolkit. <laughs> yeah. It helps yeah. so much. If I get on yeah. the bus, I'll like count how many other people are on the bus. And I'm like, okay, there are eight people on this bus. My brain, it helps kind of catalog my feelings yeah. and I can yeah. proceed accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny when you, um, you know, are overwhelmed and you, I find that even just getting on public transport or for me getting in a car, that's my trigger point. And so even if Me I'm too. not actually panicked, yeah. my my body will automatically start kicking into that overwhelmed state, even if I'm not mentally overwhelmed, you know, or I'm not aware of it. And yeah. so, yeah, when you're in that zone, that 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 lizard brain, you you don't have that access to to the thinking brain. And so I think that is such a simple exercise that can, yeah. you know, it bring helps. yourself back and online. It, it will come through even like the worst of like that triggered, like panic brain. It still yeah. shows up and it'll be like, why don't you count something? And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cars and public transport. That's truly, I've gotten so much better, but my worst enemy yeah. Like when I first messaged you, like I could not be in a car for more than five minutes without mm-hmm. truly losing my mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. driving, like I, when I was at my mom's, like my grandparents lived up the street and I was going to their house a lot um, mm-hmm. back when I was there. And it's like a three minute drive. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the second, like I clicked my seatbelt, my brain was like, Yes. It just starts going. I'm like, I could have even like, especially with like toilet anxiety stuff, I'd be like, I had just used the bathroom. I knew I was fine. 
Um, I hadn't eaten anything yet, whatever. And my brain immediately was like, you're having an emergency right now. And I'm like, I just got in the car. I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. You know, and like, there's no physical possibility of it happening. But my brain just is like, it's happening now. And I'm like, (laughs) you had said in a video that um, was so helpful and I wish I remembered exactly what you said now. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I say it, a lot of things some... in my videos. <laughs> <laughs> I ramble a lot. <laughs> I, clearly, I do, I do too. I just, if you don't stop me, I will just keep speaking. <laughs> um, it was something about like, I don't know. It, God, I can hear it in my head and I can't say it out loud. I, it's just something I think about acknowledging the feelings as they're happening, being like, mm-hmm. okay, this is happening. And then maybe something with counting. I don't know. Yeah. It was really helpful. And I have very distinct memories of using it in the car <laughs> Good. and feeling so much better. And yeah, I yeah. guess I haven't had to use it in a while. Um, the I don't thing know. That, that helps me I'll the most with that is um, I, I just like thinking, I come really like back to myself and I say, Lauren, if you were to have an accident right now, if you were to just shoot yourself in the car, <laughs> like it, it wouldn't be as bad as you're thinking it would be. Yes. That's basically it. Yeah. Like you would be okay. And I think about it and I go through it in my head and I'm like, oh yeah, I actually would be fine. Is that the worst thing that could happen? It's yeah. I've had times where like, um, when I got back to the city, I got drinks with a few of my friends who I hadn't seen in a while. And like a few drinks in, I started talking about like, my anxiety stuff and everything and I mentioned I was yeah. like I was like weirdly enough I'm like my worst fear is I'm gonna like shit my pants in like the car on the train and one of my friends yeah. was like oh that happened to me he's like it was hilarious he's like I can't yes. believe that happened yeah and I was like yeah. oh this is a thing that happens to people okay and they're <laughs> fine that's yeah my best friend honestly I think I have lost count of the amount of times you shit himself and it just like <laughs> it's just it's Same. funny and it's not funny in an embarrassing like we're not laughing at him. It's just we're all sure. laughing about it, you know? And it's, Yeah, it's like it, the situation itself is just like, it's like reached this other level where I'm like, what sitcom is this, you yes. know? Like, yeah. Who wrote this? Yeah. And I, I've had it happen to me as well. And it, like, it wasn't great at the time, but I laugh about it now. <laughs> yeah, of course. And so, and it just, it, it like, the world kept going, you know? And yeah. it, that it's crazy how our brains, well, I guess it's, it's not crazy. It's a natural thing that they do when we focus on a threat, we hyper-focus on it and everything else is excluded, you know, yes. all we can think about any is that sort of threat. rationale. Yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing is time disappears. Like I know you said a three minute drive for me, it was the same thing. Like any drive, it was like, it did, you know, people would say, Oh, it's just around the corner. I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yep. it's I'm in I'm living in hell right now yeah. <laughs> and like my body would if you think about it enough like I would st- I would literally manifest like physical symptoms for sure yeah it's insane like I would I just I like I would be feeling fine and then the second my brain was like but what if yeah you know and then all of a sudden like the stomach cramps started and I would start sweating and I'd be like mm-hmm. where did this come from yeah yeah you know i think we become very practiced at being hyper aware of every sensation and you know obviously the more you do something the better you get at it and i am very good now i know like i know my body so well and any feeling that i guess to a normal person whatever that is would go unnoticed for me it's like as loud as anything i can clock each and every single one of them (laughs) yes it's truly odd but it is, I, I think I'd like to point out that it's, I think it's something that you can go the opposite way with. Like, just like, as you learned to become hyper aware, you can also learn to um, have, have those sensations. Like they're still there, but they're not as alarming. Totally. Yeah. And I, I've tried to get better at, um, it, it, I mean, it's, it is so rarely been like an actual emergency situation. Mm-hmm. Um but I've gotten a lot better at being like, okay, is this a real threat? 
or mm-hmm. is this just like my brain telling me it is? Yeah. And they're they're very like once I finally sat back and like was able to really think about it, like they're two very different feelings. There's sure. like the sort of like phantom panic that like oh my body is going to fail me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like reality, like, oh, I am sick and I need to find a location, you know? They are, they are very different feelings. Very different feelings. When you are in when the panic happening. one, yeah, you're like, no, this is the real one. <laughs> Even though yep. you kind of yep. know it's not. Yeah. It's, it's my tricky brain still to... Tries to convince me. Yeah. I, my friend put it as, um, he's like, I woke up with a headache or something and he's like, it's time to play. Am I sick or is it anxiety? <laughs> Oh yeah, like, absolutely. I get that. Yeah. Every great. morning. <laughs> I'm like, are any of these feelings real or have I just decided that they're what's happening? I just... Yes. So, yeah, so true. I um, uh, So we're coming up to the last question as well because I'm aware of time and I could just talk to you all day. But oh, wow. <laughs> oh, goodness, it's an hour. Wow. Yeah, I know. That just flew. God. Flew. Uh, uh. But so if you had one piece of advice for someone going through you know, a low stage with their mental health, a similar stage to what you've been through in your really mm-hmm. dark times, what would that be? Um, my best advice that I could give is to definitely keep going, um, which sounds so simple, but truly it is one of the most difficult things to do when you're in that space. Yeah. Like I look at myself a year ago and the person that I am currently, I did not think I would ever meet me again like this. Yeah. You yeah. know, I really thought like that was who I was. It's going to be that way forever. Um, just keep going. Find a support network. Find friends if you can. If you can't meet them in person, um, Reddit has proven to be very helpful for me with stuff like this. There are so many weird niche communities of people who are feeling similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anything involving like agoraphobia or um, IBS, toilet anxiety, you name it, my best advice I can give, even though it is truly the most horrifying, is any sort of exposure therapy. If you can stomach it, I guess, um, <laughs> which is the worst pun for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, that that has truly been my saving grace. Yeah. Is. Yeah you know, keep going, see what you're capable of doing. If you can go one level beyond that, great. If you can't, don't beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. It will come, but it's always trying to stay focused and stay present and I don't know, have faith in yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I love all of that. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to go use that myself today. <laughs> yeah, please. Right. You have a whole This is so funny. You have a whole day to live in now yes yes i do it's weird the world is weird soon and go to bed in a few (laughs) hours (laughs) well it was lovely speaking with you thank you for being a guest on the show this was a gift of course yeah and you guys can find patrick um at patrick donovan i'm just trying to make sure i get it right patrick donovan studios on -hmm. instagram yes which definitely (sighs) you should go check out because his insta is amazing (laughs) all right thank you for listening to the us anxious folk podcast the podcast for the chronically overwhelmed perpetually panicked anxious folk in all of us if you would like to find more about me you can find me on youtube at lauren rose or on Instagram at Lauren R underscore Rose.